things of God and what he's doing in the earth today in the midst of all of the stuff that's going on we can still have peace tonight amen I pray you can have peace tonight there is a peace that passes all understanding and it does not come from the intellect of men but it does come through and by the blood of Jesus Christ aren't you glad that you've been bought with a price and that you belong to another I don't know about you tonight but I'm so thankful that I know in whom I believe and I know where my strength comes from and I know who my source truly is tonight if you have your Bibles with you I'm going to take us on a journey if the Lord would help me for a few moments tonight uh, but let us turn to Matthew chapter number 14 and we will begin our time together tonight in this passage of scripture we're going to uh, pick it up in the middle a lot of things is going on where we where we jump in at and if the Lord would help me uh, the very thing they're singing about tonight is really what I'm going to be ministering on as uh, how many knows that when we put our trust in him uh, he is faithful no matter what season of life you find yourself in so for a few moments tonight I simply would like to minister on leaning on Jesus we used to sing an old song leaning on the everlasting arms anybody remember that good old song and uh, but we have a generation today I think that has not really necessarily been instructed uh, of just how powerful those arms truly are and I'm so thankful that the arms of Jesus is still able to bear the burdens of his people and even in the midst of when we're in a state of weakness at times he not only goes before us not only does he go beside us but he's even willing to carry us if necessary for a season I'm so thankful for it but we're going to jump into Matthew 14 at a time in history where there's a lot of things that's going on King Herod has just uh, imprisoned John the Baptist and we find that John began to stand and just speak very boldly before him concerning his behavior which was wicked behavior and King Herod's wife did not appreciate being called on the carpet so to speak and it was King Herod's birthday and he becomes drunk in a drunken state and his he begins to be enticed uh, by those that was in front of him and we find that he says I will give you up to half of the kingdom whatever you ask and King Herod's wife had instructed the young lady to ask for the head of John on a platter and you know the story immediately he realized what he had done but yet nevertheless he had John beheaded now we find that when this begins to take place Jesus hears of it and he departs into a solitary place and he was troubled in his spirit he wanted to get away but in the midst of his trying to get to a place of quietness and a place where he could get his bearings, so to speak there was a multitude of people that began to follow him and he begins to teach them because he was moved with compassion when he saw them but then evening came and they was in a desert place is what your Bible says and as they was in this desert place the disciples began to say let's send them away but the Lord says 
they don't need to go any further than where they are right now. He said, they don't need to depart from here, but just give them something to eat. And they said, we only have five loaves and two fishes. But in the midst of that, the Lord took that which was present, blessed it, and they fed the people. And it was 5,000 men that was present, not counting women and children. And when they gathered up that which would remain, there was 12 baskets full. Most of you are familiar with these stories. But then we find that immediately after this, in verse number 22, it says, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway, or immediately, Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when, G and when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. I want to look at this passage tonight for a few moments because I find many things that we could talk about and teach on this evening, but I simply find more than anything jumping out at this season in life that we find that Jesus simply came to them. Aren't you thankful that no matter what season you find yourself in, he's faithful to come to where you are? He never abandons his people, but he always draws near to them. And it is of great importance tonight that we teach this current generation to do one thing, and that is simply to trust in him. I want to ask the question tonight, are we really teaching our children, our grandchildren, and those around us, are we really teaching them to put their trust in Him? Life is made up of many defining moments, but the decision to trust God's Word is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, defining moment of any man, woman, boy, or girl's life because it is that decision that is the determining factor that positions a man to walk in obedience to the things of God. It is alarming to me today when I see men doing that which is right in their own sight instead of following after the Word of God. History teaches us if we are willing to be taught. You do not have to go very far in your Bible to understand that it does not work out too well for men and women when they choose to do their own thing. Adam and Eve shows you and gives you a picture of what it's like to simply have this attitude. Not thy will, God, but mine be done. We find that it took them from the presence of God, from the midst of paradise, it took them into a place where you and I are still experiencing the repercussions of that decision today. All because men thought they knew best. Tonight, we find in Scripture 
that the reward for one who is willing to walk in a place of obedience is something that needs to be proclaimed from the housetops again because we know this, that the ones that walk with the favor of God are the ones that walk through everything that comes their way in a manner where God is glorified and lifted up, no matter how difficult it is. Proverbs chapter 3, the first 10 verses of that chapter, allow me to give them to you tonight. He says, my son, forget not my law, but let thy heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thy heart. So shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God. And man, trust in the Lord with all thy heart. And lean not into thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thy own eyes, but fear the Lord, and depart from evil. And it shall be health to thy navel, and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance, and with the firstfruits of all thy increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Notice it is in this passage that we find different promises that is made to the one who will simply trust in the commandments and the statutes of God. Number one is this, long life. How many knows all of us in here desire to live today? None of us is simply saying, oh, I want to die today. Yeah, we know what's on the other side, but we kind of enjoy living. And we can understand this, that the word of the Lord says that if you will simply trust in me or if you'll just simply lean on me uh, and if you'll walk after me and keep my statutes, uh, long life is granted to you. But not only is it just life, but it is a life that is, uh, it has something precious attached to it, something that cannot be bought, something that cannot be replaced, but there is peace that is available to any man, any woman, or boy or girl that will simply trust in him. Right now, we see a disruption in the lives of humanity all across the globe. And many of the disruptions uh, are simply triggered uh, by the narratives and the things that's been said because there is an absence of peace. Everybody is afraid of the unknown. But can I tell you today, right now, a man of God and a woman of God does not have to be full of fear and anxiousness, uh, but they can know this, uh, that they have a Father in heaven that is there near to them and there is a peace that can be had. Now, not only do we find that long life is available and that peace is obtainable, but we are able to walk with favor with God and with man. I don't know about you tonight, but I stand here knowing this, that the favor of God is something that cannot be substituted by anything. Because when you're in favor with God, men, they don't even understand why, but they also begin to favor you. We find what it is to be blessed uh, when you begin to read through the gospel. Matthew chapter 5 talks about uh, someone that is blessed. You and I today need to understand when one is blessed, it means that they are favored of God. And God favors those, uh, not just those that go through the formalities of religious behavior, but God favors those that walk true to the commandments uh, and keep them near to their heart. Uh, we find also not only is long life and peace and favor available to those that will trust in the Lord and lean on him, uh, but divine direction is given. You and I today, please hear me. 
We do not need to just bury our head in the sand in the season that we find ourselves in. But we are to be men and women that are led by God, not led by our own understanding, our, our own opinions. Uh, but in this season of time, we need divine direction. You may say, well, nothing's really changed in my world. Uh, you can believe that if you want to, but we are in a place in history that we have never been before. Yes, we have seen kingdoms come and go. We have seen uh, emperors stand uh, and we've seen them fall. We've seen kings established and we've seen kings dethroned. But at the same time, in the course of life, uh, in the, on the prophetic calendar, we have never been here before and therefore uh, much of the things that we're seeing going on today uh, we may say well it's the fear of man or it's this or that but God is orchestrating divinely uh, some areas in life but also he is permitting certain things to take place uh, and we as men and women of faith need to have divine direction on how we are to respond uh, we may think we know uh, but we need to hear a fresh word from God in this season in our lives uh, because whether we understand it or not uh, even though the world may not acknowledge it or not doesn't matter but there is a large majority of men and women that is looking to the church uh, and looking to men and women of faith uh, to just see how we are going to respond. Uh, and you and I today need to understand uh, that our response uh, needs to bring glory and honor to him. Uh, we do not need to be responding as the world is responding. Uh, but we need to understand uh, that our response should look much different than the response of the world uh, because when somebody is trusting in Jesus uh, when somebody is really leaning on Jesus uh, they begin to hear uh, divine directives uh, that brings about the peace uh, and the rest of God uh, but notice with me this divine direction uh, also takes us into a place uh, of health and strength uh, notice with me uh, we are to all be men and women of wisdom uh, if you go back to Proverbs 4 and 7 it tells us uh, that wisdom is the principal thing and also in the midst of getting wisdom get understanding the very first thing that we need to have uh, is wisdom listen it's probably not using wisdom right now uh, to go hug everybody you meet on the street I really wouldn't recommend that uh, why uh, is because of the simple fact uh, there is real issues out there does that mean we streak back in fear no not at all it means that we use wisdom uh, because the wisdom of God will tell you the people you should be hugging not everybody needs a hug today but there is some people that really do need a hug because you don't know what they're going through you hear me there's some people that can't take one more thing in their life you can brush the current events off and say oh this is all stupid and crazy it very well may be but at the same time do you understand that there is a large majority of people in this nation as well as the nations of the world that are so anxious and so uptight that this one thing is pushing them over the edge right now and what they need is to see somebody trusting in Jesus hear me when we trust in him health and strength becomes available but also it transitions us into a place of abundance 
Our obedience tonight does not go unnoticed by our Heavenly Father. But on the other side of that, please hear me, nor does our disobedience go unnoticed by our Father. We see in history, in 1 Samuel chapter number 15, the contrast of two individuals that God called in their generation. Samuel, the first one to hold the office of a prophet that we read of in Scripture, he walked in such a way, get this, that God shared his heart with him. There was such a closeness that he gives him instructions as well as divine direction where he was able to not just walk in a manner, but he was able to lead others into a place that God desired for them to be. Saul, also in that generation, he was the king of Israel. He was chosen by God. But he found a place in a, in a place of rejection due, his, due to his unwillingness to completely follow the instructions of God that was given to him. Notice with me his failure to fully trust in God cost him the kingdom that God gave him. Disobedience today is a very serious issue. Notice it is our disobedience that separates us from our Father. Disobedience is so severe, it is the only thing that is really able to separate us from the one that loves us. Paul understood this. I pray that you and I understand it today. No matter what the enemy may try to bring, he cannot remove us from the presence of our God. But notice in Romans chapter 8, 35 through 39, Paul writes this. You're familiar with this passage. He says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or poor or sword? He said, as it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. But he said, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Notice this. He says, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Notice tonight, there is nothing. Tell your neighbor, nothing. There's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. If we are in a place where the love of God is abounding in our life, not only does that mean that there is salvation present, but there is healing present, there's deliverance present, there is more than enough present in our life to meet whatever need is found in our life. Saul was told his disobedience was looked at as rebellion. Notice. 1 Samuel 15 and 23, it says, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as the iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. Notice with me, you and I have to understand that today in this season, we are to be men and women that are trusting in Jesus. This is not a time for us to lean to our own understanding, but in verse number 5 of Proverbs 3, it says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and lean not into your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Do you understand today that God is able to direct you? He's able to direct me. He's able to direct this nation. 
and the nations of the world in the right path as we navigate through this latest disease that is upon us. But the question is, will we allow him to? Or will we lean to our own understanding? I'm not going to stand here and be critical of those making decisions tonight, but I will say this. There is a whole lot of bizarre behavior taking place in this nation. Very much so that it's causing panic and it's causing and creating other issues that necessarily don't need to be taking place today. But the reason we're experiencing is because men is leaning to their own understanding instead of seeking direction from Almighty God. Because can I tell you that God never operates in a state of confusion. Everything that God does is done in decency and in order. So I'll let you determine some of the behavior that you're seeing today. You're intellectual enough to know that not everything is done in a pure motive today. But we today have to make sure that our motives are pure. And we have to make sure that we understand that we set the bar very high and that we as men and women of faith do not get called up in the noise of our day but in this season we do nothing other than lean on Jesus. It's not enough just to be in the room, my friend. Please hear me. You will find that in the life of Jesus, all of his disciples, they're in the room with him. He's getting ready to go to Calvary. Jesus makes this statement, one of you are going to betray me. The room gets quiet. All of them's in the room. But Peter gets the attention of John the Beloved. And he says this, Ask him who it is. Why didn't, why didn't he ask? Notice, sometimes when you're in the room, it may feel comfortable and it may feel safe, but if you really read that story at that time in history, you will find that John was not just in the room, but John was leaning on the bosom of Jesus. And because of John leaning on Jesus, John was able to have the ear of Jesus. And when he begins to speak to him immediately, Jesus responds and tells him, the one that behaves in this manner is the one it's going to be. See, there is nothing kept from the one that leans on Jesus. Why is it that so many men and women of faith say, well, I just don't know what God's doing? Is it simply the fact that maybe you're in the room, but you're not leaning on him? You see, he doesn't keep things from those that really trust him. And tonight, can I, can I just be real with you? A very large percentage of the people that just raided all of the stores, 
are men and women that was shouting last weekend in church service. Why? It's because they're trusting in what men creates and develops instead of trusting and leaning on Jesus. It's very simple. It is a life of principle, my friend. I can stand here and I can preach and spit and holler and carry on, but sometimes there just needs to be a stillness where we come and we understand the simple fact that, you know what, God really does care. He really does love. And he really does have a formula that's put in place for you and I that will trust him. And he simply says, if you'll lean on me. And if you do not put all of your emphasis on what you hear and what you see naturally, but if you'll just by faith trust me. He said then, he said you can come into a place where trusting me is not a problem, but trusting is a normal behavior. And when you begin to trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not into your understanding, what it says, it says in all of thy ways, if you acknowledge him, it says that he will direct your path. I want to tell you tonight on this Sunday evening, God is desiring to direct your path right now. He's not wanting you to be up in arms. He's not wanting you to be full of uncertainty. He's not wanting you to be overloaded with fear and anxieties. No, he wants you to understand something. And I want you to understand something tonight. There is a heritage that comes with the saints of God. Isaiah 54, 17 simply says this, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. No weapon that's formed against thee shall prosper. Notice, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We are in a place of warfare today. But the only way we win this war is when we as men and women of God lean on Him. And tonight, while there is not a calm in many places, there should be a calm in your heart and in your spirit because tonight I want you to understand God has you in the palm of his hand. And he will not let the devices of the enemy harm you. There has been times throughout history that men said, what in the world are we going to do? I'm reminded of one of those times when the prophet of God and his servant, they go into a city, and the servant wakes up, and he looks out, and he sees the horse and the rider all around him, and he comes back, and he says, we're getting ready to perish. We are so outnumbered, and we are surrounded. But all of a sudden, the prophet simply said, Lord, let the scales fall from his eyes and let him see. And when he looked around, he saw, and the hills all around him, the angelic host of heaven, armed and ready to defend the one that God had put his hand of approval on. It may look like lots of stuff is overwhelming to you today, 
there may be things in your life that you think I just don't know how I get beyond from here just simply trust in Jesus just begin to lean on him because when you and I began to do that it is an act of surrender and that act of surrender takes us into a place where we began to step into a realm that others have never stepped I did not forget where I started tonight but if you go back to Matthew 14 you find that the disciples are in the boat all of a sudden unexpectedly a storm becomes up on the water what a storm it must have been considering that many of them was fishermen by trade but in the midst of this storm all of a sudden they felt like this was surely the end then all of a sudden Jesus comes walking to them on the water in the fourth watch and as they began to walk and they began to see him they thought it was a spirit and they began to cry out with fear but then Jesus simply spoke in the midst of the turmoil and he says be of good cheer be not afraid for it is I notice this Peter in that moment he begins to lean on Jesus like John leaned on Jesus at another time in Scripture and he began to lean on him and he said Lord if it's really you bid me to come and notice immediately Jesus simply said come and we witness in Scripture where a man was able to walk and step outside of the boat and it says that he walked on water why it's because of the simple fact in that moment of time in the midst of the storm he simply just leaned on him no matter how big your storm is tonight no matter how difficult the season is that you find yourself in today no matter how many questions might be present in your mind today if you will simply trust in him there is a peace that comes yes there is a rest that comes yes but there is also the equipping that comes where you can step and operate in a realm that you cannot do in any other terms I would challenge any of you to drive down the Brookville Lake and just let me know how it works when you try to walk on water today it's not gonna work out too well please hear me there has to be certain things that's realigned and the only way those things of realignment take place is when a man of God and a woman of God really puts their trust in him and tonight while our nation is finding itself in a very uncharted territory why there is a storm that is raging around us and and those across the globe are wringing their hands with uncertainty uh, can I tell you that does not have to be the behavior that you and I find ourselves participating in but as men and women of God we can stand and we can still sing the songs of Zion and we can still make the declaration that blessed assurance Jesus is mine oh what a foretaste of glory divine why It's because he is not one that is far off tonight but he is one that is near and if we will just simply lean unto him as I shared with you this morning Proverbs 29 and 25 the fear of man bringeth a snare but whoever puts his trust in the Lord shall be safe I'm not making light of our situation today but I will tell you tonight without hesitation there is safety in Jesus you don't have to worry about laying your head on your pillow tonight and you don't have to worry about going out into your community tomorrow
because there is safety in Jesus. When you are covered by the blood, there is a sense of security that comes into the heart of humanity. It does not give us a license or a right to be ignorant, uh, but there is an assurance that we can walk in the midst of trouble uh, and we can begin to trust in God. I'm reminded of some years ago, my, one of my brothers came up on an auto accident and the man was laying on the ground and he was bleeding tremendously and my brother grabs an old rag out of the car and, and he begins to run to him and the man hollers and says, stop, don't come near me. And he's like, what do you mean don't come near me? He said, he said I, I have HIV, don't, don't come near me, you, you'll harm yourself. And my brother found himself standing there, what, what do I do? And immediately he, the compassion of the Lord was there and he said, God is bigger than HIV. And he took that rag and he began to minister to the wounds of that man. Why? It's because he understood that God is able to keep us even in difficult circumstances. Can I tell you tonight, do not allow the world to keep you in a place of uncertainty when you can walk in a place uh, where there is a peace that we can walk with and operate in because God takes care of his own. Can I tell you this? He'll still leave the 99 to go rescue the one. We may find ourselves in difficult places at times, but know this. He still goes before us, and he still makes a way. We could not ignore the call to walk in a place of obedience. This evening, there is an unbreakable bond that he has for his church. Nothing will separate him from his bride. Difficulties come, yes. Uncertainties come, yes. But no matter what season we find ourselves in, He is faithful. And tonight, in the midst of everything, I want you to know this. God did not give us, as I shared with you this morning, a spirit of fear, but of power and of love of a sound mind. Psalms 37, verse number 5. I'll leave you with this tonight. He says, trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. I'm going to encourage you in this season of chaos to do just that. Trust in the Lord and do good. How do I do good? Feed the hungry, clothe the naked, minister to the widow, be a father to the fatherless. Do good. You say, well, I believe in the Lord, but I'm going to go in isolation. No, that, listen, faith without works is dead. And the absence of faith gives birth to fear right now 
and I don't say this in a derogatory term and I'm not throwing stones. The church does not need to have its doors shuttered and its curtains pulled. But the church needs to have its doors open and its arms extended in saying we're here to serve. That means you and I have to make ourselves available. And yes, even at times, make ourselves vulnerable. But we must know this. If we trust in the Lord and do good, we shall dwell in the land and we will be fed. You know what that means? I can give you Ron's interpretation of it. Trust in the Lord and do good. You won't die. You can't dwell in the land if you're dead. Hear me. You can dwell in the land and you'll be fed. Not just fed naturally, but fed spiritually. And right now, right now, I do believe, as I shared with you this morning, that which the enemy has meant for evil, God is going to turn. And he is going to receive glory and honor. And I know it was lighthearted a little bit when I was sharing with you that you have no excuse not to, not to grow in faith this morning, but it really... It really is true, my friend, as they come to the music. You see, faith comes by hearing. And my challenge is, and I know many of you are still working, and some of you are going to be working from home and all those types of things. But we find ourselves as a nation where many things has halted. Many things have come to a abrupt stoppage. So why not take advantage of the opportunity that's been allotted to us? Why not take advantage of this season to position ourselves to hear? what God is desiring to say. For the last many months, really for the last three years, I've stood and I've shared my heart, and most of you know my heart, where I believe we are as a nation and where we're headed. I don't believe everything is going to be rosy in this nation. I, I don't believe that. But I also don't believe everything is doom and gloom either. I believe there's a strategic aligning of things, of activity that's taking place. It's leading to a perfect opportunity for the church to minister in a manner that we've never really known in recent history. If you would have told people just 30 days ago that There'd be no NCAA tournament. They'd say, you're crazy. If you told people 30 days ago that the fans of NASCAR and all the others would be sitting at home with nothing to do, they'd say, you're crazy. But when God permits and God allows 
God can bring about an abrupt change in a moment of time. My friend, Pastor Kent Christmas, I had many calls after New Year's Eve service, and they said, man, I don't know. He really put him out there. I, what do you think? And I said, I, I, he, he's a man of God. Just, just sit and watch. There's a lot of people kind of scratching their head and taking a deep breath saying, well, maybe we should listen. Listen. God is doing some amazing things. And in this moment right now, God is desiring to do something so far greater than what maybe we can understand. I'm just simply calling us to a place of calm and a place where we'll just simply lean to Jesus. Don't give place to fear and anxiousness, but simply trust in Him. As we end our day today, let us put our trust in Jesus. If He sees fit to give us tomorrow, let us wake up tomorrow putting our trust in Jesus. Let us not lean to our own understanding, no, but let us lean unto Him. Because I do believe this, there is a calling to the church to step out of the boat, the place of comfort, and begin to experience a level and a realm that we've not yet known. The tragic thing of Matthew 14 is simply this, that Peter got his eyes on the storm and he began to sink. You and I could not afford to get our eyes on the storm. We just got to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. But even when we do find ourselves in a place of distraction, notice it was immediately he was there and he had him by the hand and he pulled him back. And there was a calm. tonight across this globe there's war there's famine there's tears of sorrow and there's disease and there's pestilence running wild but in the midst of all of it there's a church that is thriving the blood-bought saints of God men and women are coming to know Jesus that has never heard his name before and they're experiencing his love, his grace and his mercy for the very first time let's not be downhearted tonight but let's just be men and women that lean on Jesus and let's experience the supernatural things that he has for this season and this time in history. He's still saying, come unto me all ye that are laden, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's still saying, if you'll come to me, I'll feed you, I'll clothe you, I'll give you all the things that you have need of. But he says, you got to first seek me. Mommies and daddies, right now, teach your children to seek Jesus first. Grandmas and grandpas, 
teach them babies to seek Jesus first. Before that is the thing that will remain forever. While the world will pass away, his word will remain forever. And his word says, don't lean to your own understanding, but trust in me. Acknowledge me in all of your ways. And he said, I'll direct your paths. There's a pathway through where we're at today where we can walk and experience the blessing and the favor of God without fear and without anxiety. But we have to trust Him. As we stand all over the house.